dive into the mind of Brett Boone as we turn to the baseball legend to find out what's happening in his life and around Major League Baseball. This is Turning Two with Booney. Here's your host, Rich Herrera. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Turning Two with Booney. I'm Rich Herrera, the executive producer of the Boone Podcast. That, of course, is the not-so-chunky monkey Brett Boone. If we, uh, we're only doing a couple shows this week because it's a big, big week in the Boone household, Brett. Yes, a little uh, golf outing today with with a lot of the groomsmen. Uh, the groom, uh, my dad and son, and it was nice. Uh, it's kind of getting real, you know. It's two days away. I know all the people out there listening, and they've had they've they've married off their daughter married off their well this is my first time i thought i was going to be cool about it but uh two days away i'm excited great kid great family but still you know it's my only girl so um it'll be special it will it will look at you i could if you're watching on youtube or you see the clip of this brett has this look on his face that i've never seen before because you're experiencing something you've never done before you're right and it's it's something you know, you get used. They've been dating for years and years. Right. And Savannah's, you know, she's a grown up. Let's be honest. <laughs> she's she's more grown years. up than you, right? But it gets re- it gets real for you as you get closer. I just kind of was floating it. Yeah, she's getting married next. You know, it was six months from now. Now it's next month. Whatever. Now we're getting down where I'm putting my my suits together to take out to the to the venue that we're that we're going to spend a couple days and uh it's kind of getting real so uh i'm excited though like i said really good uh kid nick is and 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 a really good family i played golf with his dad today and and uh he's he might be more excited than me so it's uh, i'm looking forward to it do you feel more like an adult than you ever have because now this is really a big dad duty there's when when you have a kid and you bring them home, you're like, I hope I don't break them. And then you raise them, and now you're really setting her off on her journey. Yeah, you do. And, and that's, you know, I've had so, <laughs> my life, man, it's been, well, I did write a book, but I didn't write a book about my life. I wrote a book about my younger life. Uh, you know, I've I've been fortunate to do a lot of things and go a lot of places and be a knucklehead and sometimes not be a knucklehead but when you get to this age and uh you're seeing your kids they're 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 grown up now you know right. we all go through those stages of little league and and getting them to seventh grade and they forgot Braces. a lunch and right we forgot a lunch they're heartbroken in high school and and all of that so, right but this yeah this is adulthood and and uh it's it's an important time I know, especially to the young ladies out there, how important that wedding day is. You know, the guys, yeah, it's an important day. This is a, a woman you're going to spend the rest of your life with. But uh, as a father, yes, it's probably will have to be my most grown-up moment. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. All right. So last week I called you a chunky monkey. Because yeah. let's be honest, I wasn't sure whether the suit was going to fit because way too many Swedish fish and, and you weren't, you weren't eating well, you were eating more like me. So right. I asked, I'm lean what do you mean? Now I'm still not, I'm not, I'm not. What that. are you, what do you got? Cause you needed to be a 197 today. 194. Oh, so you're 194. Yeah, 194. All right. So I'm, I, I don't I'm have to worry mean, about baby. you. No, I don't I have don't. to worry about you having the butt split no. open in your butt suit. Be good. 
But on the first good. dance. Correct. All right. How's the how's the speech coming along? No speech from the heart. All right. Are we going to do Welcome to the Boon podcast? I don't know. That'll Come be, on. That'll be, a, that'll be a game time decision. I'd be so disappointed if you don't drop the Boone podcast over there. We could use the viewers. We could use the listeners. There might be some people there that don't know about the podcast. Could be. Big crowd. It's going to be a big crowd. I, I wish you. I think 370 I, I hope, or 390. So we'll We can pick up a, co- a couple new listeners. I think you should. Game time decision, I told you. <sighs> well, f- folks, let me let me throw this reminder out. This podcast has blown up in the last three years. It, uh, Brett, I never expected this podcast to be as big as it is. And we don't, there's a lot of times you listen to podcasts and people will brag, oh, we're the biggest. We, we don't need to do that. You just look at the lineup of guests that we have and the people that come on the show and the people that want to come on the show is pretty amazing. But in order to grow the show, we need more folks to leave us a rating, a review. Uh, give us five stars. Give us one star if you don't like it or five if you love the show. But that's all we ask. We don't put it behind a paywall. We don't ask you to pay a premium for it. We give you all the content. So if you could, since Brett might not mention the podcast during his speech at his daughter's wedding, help me out a little bit this week. I, I have you, Rich, for the shameless plugs. That's right. Projecting to record a little something for you. Uh, this This wedding between savannah and nick is brought to you by the moon podcast you can find it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast <laughs> if the dj could slip that in i'd appreciate it oh i i get that to happen to come out of you know i don't know i i just don't know it's going to be a feel call you gotta how, feel the, i gotta feel the room feel okay the how right how crowd, are right bob move. how are bob and sue boone doing with this week they're doing good uh saw mom this morning picked up dad for the golf outing dad was in good spirits he's just kind of you know he's kind of all right brett what do we got next and i said dad <laughs> we got a little we got a little dinner tonight he's got a nine o'clock greeting uh i'm not going to be there for that but i'm going to go to dinner at six tonight then tomorrow we've got the rehearsal we walk through it in the morning and then uh take a little break and then we got the rehearsal dinner Right, and then Friday from from my side of things, I don't think I have much to do. I'm just gonna kind of chill and hang out, um, and get ready for the for the uh, for the ceremony. So, but uh, the next forty eight, little less, next thirty six right. hours going to be action packed for sure. Um, question for you, question for you, has Sue Boone? Is she going to give Savannah the electric frying pan and the thermos and the blanket Probably. and the scorecard? Yeah, I that, hope she does. Without a doubt, that that my dad's mom passed on to her. You know, we talked about that when she Patsy, your yeah, grandma Patsy. Patsy. Yep. Uh, yeah, she said all the things for for the beginning of a big league career. What you need to have, and uh, that's it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. Even if it's a gag gift or or something, right? Um, just to, to, I don't know, kind of passing it down. I, I, I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm sure mom's got something in store like that. Well, I mean, that's one of the cool beyond things. getting your nails done. You know, they went <laughs> the, the girls. My wife, uh, a couple nights ago, took all the girls, and they all went and got their nails done. And you know, they come home, and, and you know, as men, we we pretend that we care and we say, "Oh, those look oh, really look good." But really, it's whatever. Yeah, they look nice. Well. I mean, that's one of the nice things about being part of the Boone podcast. You almost feel like you're part of the family in a way because we've had Bob and Sue on. 
We've talked about Ray and Patsy so much. Aaron's been on. Uh, Matthew's been on. Um, you you kind of know the background of the Boone family, so I think that's going to be a really special uh, weekend for you. Um, and again, congratulations to your daughter and and her future husband Nick. Um, great people. So uh, I'm excited for you, Brett. Well, thank you. That's yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, let's talk about a couple pieces of business, some news and notes around baseball. Now that we are a week or so away from the end of the World Series. Uh, some managerial names and changes have gone around. We think we talked about uh, Bob Melvin, who's going to right. the San Francisco Giants, and he's going to bring his entire coaching staff with him uh, from San Diego, and he's going to add Matt Williams to that staff. Uh, so Matt Williams goes back to San Francisco, where he's such a star uh, for so long. One of the ones that I think affects the Boone name, and I saw Brett saying it, or excuse me, Aaron saying it was like it's like losing a brother. Uh, Carlos Mendoza is going to leave is his bench coach, been with them, I think, for five years. He's going over to the New York Mets. Reaction? Uh, I, you know, I saw a lot of stuff on on X and people tell, who's this Mendoza guy? I've heard nothing but good things. Aaron's always spoken very, uh, very highly of Mendoza. Uh, people in the inner workings, the, the players really like him. Uh, I, I heard a couple of his coaching staff members and things they had to say. So, you know, some of the times the guys you don't know really have that managerial it factor. Uh, we'll see. He's getting thrown into the to the big pool, you know, right away going to the New York Mets. Uh, that was interesting to see. Melvin, you know, at the end of the season, we decided, you know, we thought for sure with Farhad being in San Francisco, that was the perfect scenario that Melvin was going to leave and go up there. But it didn't right away. It right. didn't happen, and then it, it it came to fruition a week or ten days later. That uh, that's no surprise there. The big news I saw today was Ron Washington. You yeah, know, I, uh, up in up in uh, Anaheim with with the LA Angels. I was hearing a Buck Showalter, and I'm thinking Buck was going to be the guy that that took over. Phil Nevin was let go. I heard that was an Artie Marino move, uh, and Artie kind of thinking going outside the organization and looking for somebody kind of a, a name, a splash. And I, I thought it was going to be a Buck Showalter. Now, not saying Ron Washington isn't. Ron Washington is one of those guys. Never played with Ron, uh, played against him a lot on a lot of teams he's he's been on coaching, managing. Uh, and he's one of those guys of the game, Rich. He, he's one of those, those few Life guys was. where anybody that's ever been in contact, been touched by – by by uh ronnie uh and when i mean touch i mean <laughs> professionally in in been the baseball his, arena yeah. been around him and and his skill set uh nothing but adulation for this guy just great you never hear a negative word you know we talk so much about bochi and dusty baker ron washington is kind of in that vein where there's not really anything negative. Everybody that's been around Ron and, and been a part of, of his teams through the years really like him. So that was a last-minute thing. It just popped up. I thought that was interesting. The one that kind of blew me away was the council going to the Cubs out of nowhere. Right. Out of nowhere. And, uh, and well, I don't know. So, I, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> so he he was at the end of his contract uh, this year. So he was lame duck, and he right. could have gone uh, wherever he wanted. And the two spots that – looked like it was going to be the natural landing space for him. One was the Cubs who needed a manager, but we didn't know they needed a manager because David Ross, who's been a guest on this show was sitting there, but council becomes available. The Mets were the ones that were so hot and heavy on council. Right. Once Buck got fired, 
it seemed like a fait accompli if you listen to the media that Council was going to go to the New York Mets. But Council, and I've seen a couple different parts, he balked at it because he just wasn't sure he wanted to deal with the New York media. So all of a sudden, the Cubs see he's out there. He's willing to go. Um, my very good friend, Matt Arnold, who I worked with in Tampa Bay, general manager over there, I thought they made a great combination. But I also think they got to a plateau level, and maybe it's time for a new voice or maybe it's time for Craig uh, to move on. So he's going to go over and take over the Cubs and, and manage that ball club. Back to Ron Washington, one uh, a very good instructor, very good baseball man, um, kind of built his reputation on working with infielders. He worked with Eric Chavez, who became a gold glover. He's worked with a lot of different guys, but he's one of those guys in baseball that everybody respects, everybody likes, and he's got a smile for everybody that he meets. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Without a doubt. Uh, yeah, and the Ross thing. I mean, that to me, uh, I heard the council news and I thought, wait a minute. What about Ross? You know, usually what happens in those scenarios is uh, Ross is let go. He's 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 told. And then the interview process starts. There's for an the opening next and then I interview. Right. Uh, don't know how I feel about that. You know, on the outside looking in, not only as a fan, but as as an analyst, it's like kind of one of those things in baseball. Uh, not the greatest look for me, put it that way. And and and, and I'm not going to really get into it much more, but I just thought, you know, I, I wonder how how Rossi's feeling today with kind of getting, I don't know, kind of kind of hit by a truck when you weren't expecting now. We don't know. We're, we're not in the inner workings. We don't know what was said to to uh, Rossi before this happened, but it seemed like it it, it came out of nowhere and uh, interesting to me. And, and I don't know. I don't know that I like the look of how it went down. Uh, Can I point something out baseball. to you? Sure. Point this is it, it's kind of the the unwritten rule was you don't interview for someone's job if there's an opening. You interview for it. If right. they want to have an opening, you let that guy go. And then you, then you, you might have somebody that I know I'm going to get, or this is the guy that I want. Right. But normally you let your skipper go and then go get that person. Maybe, maybe I let that, that current skipper go. And everybody right. knows darn well that I might interview a couple guys, but that's the one I want. Well, I'll tell you this too. And, and what it does is it gives David Ross, it gives him a heads up at the end of the year. If, if the Cubs cut ties with him and they say, all right, we're going to move on. Uh, it gives him an opportunity to interview for other uh, other job opportunities. Right, like Phil that Nevin being, had an opportunity to interview for other jobs. Right. That being said, uh, the Cubs are still paying him, so that's their way of saying, "Well, yeah, we could have, we didn't do it that way, but we're paying you very handsomely uh, to not manage the Chicago Cubs this year." So I, I'm not. I don't want to make a huge stink about it. It's not uh, the end of the earth. We talk about unwritten rules. Yeah, unwritten rules in my time. Uh, are different than the unwritten rules of 2023. To really get into that, it's kind of it's apples and oranges. And and I just from a guy that's been in the game his whole life, uh, grew up in the game, played a long time. From the outside looking in, as an analyst, now 
not the best look for me. And and I'll keep it. Uh, I'll keep it at that. Okay, well, I'll just point this out to everybody as well. The precedent was set before, and it's been done twice that I can remember. There might might be someone else did it, but I can't remember. The two times I've seen it done, both in Chicago, Joe Madden was hired while Rick Renteria was still the manager, and Renteria ended up going on to the Chicago White Sox. They do it with Joe Madden's replacement, and David Ross has the job, and they bring in Craig Council. So it's something that and and once again, we, we don't know all the inner workings behind the scenes. Who knows? David might have had a, a heads up long right. before we knew about that, uh, but I'm not sure. So to right. really comment and and yeah, I, I need some more. I need some more intel. I need some more facts so I can have a little bit more knowledge before I really get out there and make it, give you my opinion. All right, let's go through now that we're getting ready for the winter meetings and free agents and you, you see guys that are opting in a contract, opting out of a contract, a team option, a player option. Have you ever been in that position where you got to opt out or opt into a contract? No, I, okay. I never had. I, I One time I was in a, a team option and they didn't exercise it. Ended up being at the time, the, the scariest time in my career ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me because I ended up signing a one-year deal with the Seattle Mariners and as far as my career went, uh, some of the best years of my career uh, followed that. Uh, I was a free agent after the 2001 season. Uh, after was the only my, time you hit free agency. Yeah, right? and after having the biggest year of my career. And uh, I don't know what was going on back then. But but there were a couple high-profile free agents of that offseason. I think a Barry Bonds and a Moises Alou. Right. A Juan Gonzalez, who... Uh, drove in 140 runs that year. We all, between the four of us, we had about five offers. So I didn't get that true free agent 10 teams coming at you. It it was a different time. I don't know what was going on in baseball behind the scenes at that time, but that's the one time. And, you know, looking back on it, yeah, uh, who knows what went on. Maybe some kind of things that seem a little hokey to me at this stage. But nevertheless, I, I don't have any... I don't have any uh, bones to pick with people. You know, I, I, I got to play a long time and and uh, had a great year, great, great career and a, and a, and a fun career. And, and I got to make plenty of money. And, and I ended up signing a, a long term deal with with the Seattle Mariners at that at that time, which I wanted to to with anyway. That's where I wanted to stay. So it all ended up working out. But yeah, different, uh, different time. Now, uh, Shohei Otani at the top of that free agent market. It's going to be so interesting, Rich, when you mention him. Well, let's go. Can we go rapid fire? Let me go rapid fire because I have a whole list of guys that I wanted to ask you about. Are you ready? Yeah. Rapid fire. Shohei Otani. Go. Uh, One of the most, the biggest free agents in the history of baseball. A lot of things concerning uh, when's he going to pitch? Is he going to pitch again? I think he will. It's going to have to be one of the most unique uh, man, you're really gonna have to get. What's the word I'm looking for, creative. Rich? You're gonna have to get creative as this any contract that ever been written in the history of Major League Baseball. Can he opt out after two years when he starts to pitch again? There's gonna be a lot of things going on, a lot of excitement. There's gonna be a lot of teams lining up for his services. This is gonna be the most complicated free agent that you'll ever see. Because ever, ever. 
because he is a true superstar, a game changer, the most he's the unicorn that we've seen not since Babe Ruth. And if I sign him, do I sign him as a slugger? Do I sign him as well? A and the thing is, he's not. We we know he's not going to pitch next year, right? But in two thousand twenty-five, he will be pitching, and he's probably going to be just as good or better than he was this year. So, how long can you keep that up? That was my only problem watching Shohei. Right. I, I've enjoyed him as much as anybody. Oh, you have out a man there. crush on him. But, uh, but but my one thing has always been: it's almost like it's too good to be true. And true. And how long can you keep this up? Man, it's tough doing what he's on one side of the ball. What he's doing is amazing, but doing it at an all-star level on both sides. Uh, now he's down. Now he's not going to pitch for a year. Maybe that'll rejuvenate his batteries when he won't have so much on his plate. Just concentrate on hitting. Who knows? He he might even up his game. His numbers are unbelievable as they are, but they might even get better because he he's not sidetracked with having to pitch every fifth day. Interesting. Uh, nonetheless, my prediction He's going to stay in Southern California, and I know I just saw a Vegas line out on him, and I think it's plus fifteen hundred to stay with the Anaheim Angels, or the I'm sorry, the LA Angels. I say he's going to stay in Southern California. It's either going to be the Dodgers or the Angels. There's a reason coming from Japan when he had a lot of different options that he chose where he chose. He wants to live there, and I think he's going to stay in Southern California, Dodgers or the Angels. How much is comfort? It's huge. It's huge for a player, and, and they're talking a lot about San Francisco. Okay, it makes sense for him to go up to the Bay Area. Shohei is a hitter, what? left-handed hitter. Barry Bonds, the greatest hitter of all time. He did it in the biggest, the worst hitting ballpark for a left-hander in all the game when it comes to power from a home run standpoint. Which is, which the deepest is which right center. It's the deepest oh, right Sierra, center. Uh, Oracle Park. It's ridiculous. That I don't care who you are. It's going to cut down on your home run production. What is, Shohei, what is Shohei Otani? He's a home run hitter. It's going to take five, five, eight, maybe ten home runs away from him. As a player, I don't want that to happen to me. I think he's going to choose the Dodgers or the Angels. Dodgers, what's not to love about the Dodgers? You're basically living in the same place. You're and you're playing for a team. You're playing for an, a team that year in and year out, you know, are committed to win. And I think that's pretty high on Shohei's list right now is I want to win. So, but don't count these angels out. I've said it from the get-go. Do not count the angels out and Marino coming in with a huge offer for Shohei. Try to sway him back and keep him in, in uh, Anaheim. Uh, but, but Dodgers right now for me are the favorite, but we'll see. Anaheim's still in the mix. I, I still think Seattle um, might be. Uh, I don't think so. Well. You think? I think I, I think he loves Seattle. Uh, how much is that going to play on his uh, emotional? You know how much I, we I don't were in know. Seattle. We were at the All Star game when the fans are chanting, "Come to Seattle!" Correct. And and growing up, uh, Shohei probably grow, uh, grew up grew watching up. Ichiro, one of the biggest uh, stars in the history of Japanese baseball. He played in Seattle. How much does that mean to Shohei that to go home and go? I want to play where Ichiro played his ten years. Uh, Maybe maybe not that big of a deal. It's a good good tax zone, zero state tax for the amount of money he's going to make. That that would be a good financial move. Uh, the city of Seattle's great. They they love him. You're right. At the All Star game, they were chanting his name. When push comes to shove, and Seattle gets into that match with uh, the the Dodgers of the world. I think the Dodgers, from a financial standpoint, are going to come out on top. Uh, so I don't think he's going to go to Seattle. 
Yamamoto, uh, the other, uh, the free agent that's coming over from Japan. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of people. So let's just go rapid fire because I want to get to everybody. Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. Um, Yankees need to make a big splash. They just had a big press conference with Hal uh, right. Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman talking about it. So I know the Yankees uh, need to retool, especially the pitching. The yep. pitching that they had just couldn't stay healthy. Um, how about Blake Snell? I don't think he's going back to the Padres. I think Blake Snell came from Tampa Bay with a lot of fanfare coming off of Cy Young. Uh, I think he won a Cy Young in 2018. He's right. pitched okay. He's been real up and down. Not been the Blake Snell that they were expecting when they originally got him in San Diego until the second half of this year. Late in May, Blake Snell had a 5.7 ERA. He finished with a 2-2-5, and he's going to win the Cy Young. Pitched is about as good as you can pitch the last four and a half months of the season. Uh, it's going to be enough to win the Cy Young, but it's not going to be enough for Padres management to re-sign him. Snell, look, I, Philly. Okay, I like it. Uh, Philly, because Nola's not going to come back. I think he's going to fill All that right, spot well, then, in Philly. Then I'll, then I'll jump over Bellinger, and I'll go to Nola then. Nola, same thing. Nola had a great year. Uh, not a great year, 4-4 ERA, but an unbelievable postseason. Uh, so he's poised to make a lot of money. There's going to be a 30, you know, and I mean million in front of uh, front of his number per year. And I think the Phillies, for what they've, they're getting, the, the, the Aaron Nola they've had for four or five years, I don't think they're willing to pay that. And I think by what he did this postseason and the way he, he was a horse, and had an unbelievable postseason. There's going to be a lot of suitors out there for him. I just don't think the Phillies are willing to to pay that price for a guy they've had the last four years and seen for a 162 game schedule. That's All my right. call. All right, pick up the pace for me, Bellinger. Bellinger uh, fits with the Yankees. They need offense. They need a center fielder. Uh, that's going to be his main suitor. I, I don't rule him going back to the Dodgers, but I don't know how much love was lost uh, with Bellinger's last three years. There is an MVP uh, in 2019, obviously regained that form this year, hit 300, hit 307, you know, 26 and 97, uh, 881 OPS. Pretty darn good year. Comeback player of the year. Yankees seem like a perfect fit. They need a boost to that offense. They need somebody to supplement, uh, to to take some of the heat off an Aaron Judge. There's been a lot put on right. his plate. I don't know what the what the future is for Torres, their second baseman. Giancarlo's he's revamping his swing. Is that going to make a difference this year? And uh, Lemayhu is Lemayhu getting old? They need right. some offense there. Bellinger might be be the uh, guy for them. All right, again, rapid fire. So make it quick. Uh, Josh Hader. Josh Hader's been one of the best closers in the game. Had a one-two-eight last year. A one-two-eight. That is unbelievable. At thirty-three saves, uh, I don't think it's going to be in San Diego. I think they they went the route they went this year. It didn't work. They pitched great. Uh, that offense was supposed to be the best offense in baseball. Didn't come through for him. There was something missing in San Diego. I think they're going to pass on uh, Hader, and he's going to be out there. He could he could finish up with a number of teams. Uh, Sunny Gray. Sonny Gray's intriguing for me. In the Cy Young talk all year, Sonny Gray's grown up a lot. 
from his time going to the Yankees was told that he couldn't pitch in New York on the big stage. By the way, I think that pitching in New York on the big stage is a little overrated. You're talking about big league players, the best players in the world. And and they like that angle of, oh, the bright lights of New York. Yeah, maybe for some it's a little much. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think Sonny got a bad rap when he was there. I'll tell you what, he's grown up. He's matured the most I've seen out of anybody on this list. He's 34 years old. He's in his prime. Anybody that gets Sonny Gray, I think, is getting a winner for the next two or three years. Montgomery. What a story. He left New York, went to St. Louis, pitched really good for St. Louis, but then at the trading deadline goes to the Texas Rangers, one of the key components uh, for that World Series run. You might see him back in New York. You might see him back in New York, but I think he's going to fit in with a number of teams. I don't think he's 30 years old. I don't think his contract's going to be off the charts as far as expensive. I think he's going to be a great fit for anybody that gets him. Uh, Chapman. Which one? The pitcher or the third baseman? Third baseman's going to be a... The third baseman, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, Chapman, he's going to be one of the coveted free agents. For me, I pass on Chapman. He doesn't give me that much. I mean, the best he's hit in the last five years is 240. He's at 229, 210, 232, 240. He plays a gold glove third baseman. Not saying he's not a good player. He is. But the money that somebody's going to offer him, if I'm, if, if I'm the general manager of a team, pass on Chapman. Um, Solar. Solar, interesting. I, I think he's going to be a reasonable as far as price. I think he's going to be a reasonable bat that has potential to hit 40 home runs. Uh, you know, he might be a fit in Seattle. They need some offense there. I'm going to throw one more on here because I saw it today. Brandon Crawford left the Giants. They had the whole fanfare goodbye. See you later. Uh, he wants to play one more season. That's a tough one, right? Great career. He's done. The tough part is wherever you go, nobody cares what you did in San Francisco. They nobody just cares. Expect you to, they expect you to post nobody wherever cares. you're going next. Right. Nobody cares. Uh, I don't see the organization. Maybe a And I don't mean Kansas City literally. I mean a team that isn't interested in winning this year. That they need veterans to help. They need a veteran presence. Crawford might fit in there, but any team now, if Crawford's willing to uh, to go into a utility role and be a part-time player, with with his track record and his experience, he could be for the right price. He could be a, a valuable piece to a pennant contending team. Uh, but if he wants to go play every day again, I don't think you're going to see many suitors. Uh, and it's going to be one of those teams that needs that veteran presence that's been there, done that, had a lot of success. Uh, so it depends on 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 what his criteria is. You know, d- can he can he take a part time role? Can he be a, a bit player, kind of an even a Longoria type player, right. or does he want to play every day? I don't know. Right. I think I think he should go off into the sunset. To be honest with you. All right, what's Boone watching? Boone is watching. Oh, Netflix, The Sinner. Jessica Biel is the star of season one. I think she's the executive producer. Uh, I think there were eight episodes. Tremendous. Out of the gate, it will shock you. And then the next six, uh, 
The next six episodes <laughs> explain why we just shocked you. Season two, I'm on episode four. Same type deal. Something always happens at the very beginning, and then the rest of the of the of the uh, season they figure out why. But really good, really good acting. A, it, you know, I I always go my A class and my B class. Definitely an A watch. The Sinner Netflix. Did you see the the um, the trailer drop for Jack Reacher? Reacher. No, really. Yeah. I, I'm, Season oh, I'm two, a Reacher. Reacher. Oh, I'm, just I'm a, dropped. I think it I'm comes a out. Guy. Yeah, I'm not sure when it comes out, but uh, I'm a Reacher guy. Yesterday. Um, oh, I, I was, I wanted to ask you, Tulsa King, why was only seven episodes and they end with him doing what he's doing? I have no idea. Is it going to come back? Is it going to come back in some other format? I have no idea. I think Tulsa King two is coming. I hope so, because I want to yeah. know what's going to happen. This but here, here's the thing, Rich, just like with COVID, the ridiculous thing we went through. Right now, the Actors Guild, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, they're all on strike. So all no, these no, the, se- the writers are on strike and I thought they came back. Did the actors come back? I don't know. I was sitting with Matt Willick, who's been a guest of the podcast the other day at the who, USC- by the way, played played um andre the giant in the rock tv show on nbc they're still on strike okay they're still on strike that's they're why still I on strike so i think all your favorite shows out there and you're looking hey when's episode two well these guys where's yellowstone strike. right these oh yellowstone they're just teasing us with yellowstone oh. i'm kind of tired of that they play it on sundays on cbs but it's not the same without cursing no it's not um all right let's send this up with uh boone approved i got a good one for you all right um when are you gonna see arnie not tonight. He flies in, and I'll see him tomorrow. And Maddie? Tomorrow. Okay. I was thinking about this uh, while I was watching Monday Night Football. I prefer the Manny cast than the traditional Monday Night Football. <laughs> I haven't watched that. What? Uh, no, I haven't watched it, so I don't know. Is it is it entertaining? Oh, it's very entertaining because the two of them just they kind of give you some insight. And then they talk trash about bro- each other. And then it's just brotherly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it would be cute at the beginning. Now, I haven't watched it. I will do you a favor, and I will watch it and give me okay. a, an official one later on. Uh, but to me, I know the brotherly angle. The, yeah, we both played the big leagues. We both played in the NFL. That would be cute at the beginning for a while. Uh, but I think, when does it wear thin? So, it I'll have it to watch yet. it. All right. I'll have to watch it and give you an update. I, I, I don't know how. I don't know if I want you to like the concept then because I might get replaced by Matt Boone. Matt Boone? Nah. Matthew Matt Boone, Boone might come he's, and take he's, over, he's, turning he's to busy. his pony. He's, he's busy. Aaron, busy. during the offseason. No, he's busy with his turf. What's Aaron's, got enough, Aaron's got enough issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Bob? Bob and Brett. Bob's No, Bob's he's too lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that, Brett. It's tough enough getting him on. Oh, that is awesome. All right. That's going to do it for the Boone podcast uh, for this week. Again, we're just, we got the two shows because big weekend for the Boone family is uh, Savannah is getting married. He's going to walk us. I mean, do you, are you ready to walk her down the aisle? What if you I'm trip? ready? I won't. But how skilled. do you know? Too skilled of an athlete. But, oh, <laughs> would that be awesome on TikTok if you it fell would be down? The best. It would be the best. People are you are you gonna have somebody put your toast on TikTok? Oh, I don't know. That'll be up to Savannah. I, I, I'm I won't do it. 
Ask well, yeah, because you're going to be giving. No, a and I won't ask anybody to do it. Ask one of the girls to do it. No, 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 no. Uh, Savannah says it's okay. No. If you're the one who watches TikTok like a 12 year old girl, Savannah wants to do it. She can do it. Uh, Savannah, uh, believe me, Savannah's going to be sitting there taking notes. See how good I did. (laughs) So can I have Savannah come uh, on the show after the honeymoon? Maybe we could have Savannah and Nick on the show after their honeymoon. That would be we could do just just a segment. of Yeah, but I thought I thought about it. And here's the deal. I know what it's like to be a young player in the big leagues trying to trying to trudge in my way and, and be, become a commodity, show everybody that I'm that that I'm a you know, a, while you, you're establishing yourself, you've already done it in the minor leagues. Right. You, you haven't done it in the big leagues yet. And you're in that 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 no man's land. Right. That's why I haven't had Nick on. Because I want him, when he comes on here, I want him to feel comfortable after he's got through oh. that awkward stage that we all go through. Right. I don't want to put too much pressure on. No, I, no, I don't. I, well, actually, I don't care whether Nick comes on or not. I want Savannah to come on the show. We'll get to ESS. She'd be pumped up, too. Because I'd like to She'd probably some... say, Dad, what took you so long? Well, yeah, but I want Savannah on the show, and I want her to critique how you did at the wedding. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe I we'll would like that. to have a She'll, full She review. would be excited that that we asked her to come on the program. All right, Savannah Boone's coming up on the program. Who else do we have coming on? Uh, next week, we're going to have Mark McGuire and uh, Adam Fellow Jones. Fellow USC Trojan. Yes. And Fellow Adam USC Jones. Trojan and Adam Jones, uh, Baltimore Oriole great. Correct. So that'll be next week's uh, podcast. All right. Well, Tune in. Then. Tune in. Tune in. Until then. By the way, I never say anything about Mike. Does Mike deserve having things said about him? I think we should thank him. We love Mike. Mike's our technical director and producer. He's the he's the I just uh, gave a title method method behind the madness. He's the guy that makes all this go smoothly and makes us look good. He 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 throws these really pretty filters on to make us look better than we really are. Yeah, actually, I'm uh, I'm. Now just be quiet because I got to figure. Yeah, I, I would. I would zip it I at this point. Zip, zip it. All right. All right. Here we're uh, done. We're done. Congratulations on getting down to 193 for the wedding. No more Swedish fish until after you walk her down the aisle. You got it. All right, Rich. All right. Thank you. That's gonna do it for the Boone Podcast. Everybody, we'll see you next week.